Hello, I am at Duke Gardens because the tulips are blossoming. Um, I'm not used to spring coming this early because it's just warmer in the south sooner. So that's they're so pretty. They also look they so North Carolina in general is genuinely beautiful because of just like all the nature, like the highways. It's a little jokingly dangerous because it just like tree-lined everywhere you go and especially right now I think it's lavender but there's just like it looks draped almost like ivy or like weeping willow I don't know as many plant names as I would like to um, but it just looks like walls of it that you're driving through right now and it is so lovely everything is blooming it makes me very happy to be a spring baby. Um, the pond is insane. That. But that's not problem to me. And that's what I really like. I, I love Duke Gardens in general. And I'm sure like many different gardens do this. Oh, this is just what I'm all versed in. But there's like an initial little promenade that you walk down, which I'm currently in. And there's trees like overhead. And I was here a couple of weeks ago when like cherry blossoms had just started to appear and now they've all turned into like little leaf babies um, and the bit before that where the, we walked down from the parking lot that's where all the tulips are and there was just like nothing really there before except for more evergreen plants um, so it's just so cool and then after like this little walk where it's kind of more of like late winter, early spring, or no, it's, it's sorry, it goes early spring, and then late winter, early spring, where I am now in the promenade, and then when you come down, they have this really cool, like, water fountain with, uh, like, hand, uh, cactus landscaping, and so the cacti are just, like, year, year-round, and it's the best, and I never go left first, I am gonna continue that and go right. But the thing is, I'm holding my bunny from work and I'm starving. Because uh, it was the morning shift, so I got off a bit late because there's a second rush. But, so I'm really hungry. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'll eat with the cacti. Um, it's really warm, though. It's kind of sunny. There's not much shade because these days are pretty low to the ground. But anyway, you go to the right towards the Asiatic gardens and there's a little bamboo forest and I love that bamboo forest but I'll be damned if not oh my god there's a little lizard oh, the lizard. <laughs> oh. There is a, a family came up and <laughs> I just pointed to the lizard because I wanted to be quiet because there's two kids and I knew they'd like it. And I said, oh, that's a lizard. And my parents were like, you gotta be quiet if you don't want to scare it. But it was cute. Um, it's a little green guy. And it's going real fast because it got spooked anyway. But that's life. Uh, a weeping peach. Interesting name. Never heard of it. Honestly, I'm. I don't think.
think I'm hungry. I think I'm not going to want to do anything until I eat. Because I was looking over there and I'm like, I don't want to go there. I don't want to sit there. So I should just do that now. So have fun listening to the chewing sounds. Plants. This spot's a little bit in the shade. I was going to say shady, but too many implications. Oh, the trees are so beautiful. They're so tall. Like me. And tall is beautiful, as my grandma always said. She was not tall. Um, but I'm putting the fish sauce on my bun me. Woo! Because I used to put peanut sauce. Just because I like peanut sauce. I know it's not what you're supposed to do. But then my boss made fun of me. <laughs> so I was like, okay, damn. And she's right. Like, this is a better combo. Even though she, I think she says we usually do, like, mayo for it. Do we? We do mayo for the rice bowl. Like, because it's a little, a little bit westernized thing. Oh my gosh, she's so soggy. Okay. I put so much fucking mint in the bun me because I love it so much. Like, mint on I don't- mint is underrated. I feel like dill is far more severely underrated. I still haven't made the salad yet. Maybe I'll do that today. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love tofu so much. Pickled carrot fell on me, but that's okay. I ate it anyway. Oh fuck, tofu fallen. No! I'm a heathen. I love Vietnamese food so much. Food in general, so good. Oh man. I had things to say today. Some of it I know, I wrote in my journal, not for the purpose of saying it. Oh, well that reminds me of one thing. But, basically, I've been trying to get over my fear. That's not a fear, like that's not, I'm not genuinely scared. But like, I just tend to avoid long movies. And by long, I mean like three hours. So I've been trying to like push myself to do more of that. And I watched Barry Lyndon last night, which is a Stanley Kubrick film, and I've only seen 2001 A Space Odyssey, but I was like really young, so I don't remember it well. And um, Dr. Strangelove, which I watched in like eighth grade, and I thought it was really funny. Um, but I have heard that Dr. Strangelove is kind of like, <laughs> like removed from his other films, but I was like, I like it, sure. Um, this was, everyone, like the reviews were so good. And I was really excited because I love like period pieces. And this was so disappointing. Because it was really well done. Because it was Kubrick. But the actors oh my god, butterfly. Hello, it's yellow with black wings. It looks kinda like a monarch but yellow, that's what I'm getting at. Um But the actors had like 
apparently like no accent training whatsoever so and it, like not in a way that added to the plot where it could be like commentary or subversive or something where it was just like bad acting it's <laughs> like okay i still watched the whole thing because i know that i get grief for not doing that and i was also like the storytelling like was good like it was so well done but i don't know I think it's one of those things where it was probably, like, revolutionary for 1975 in some way. But now, like, there's, there's so many better period pieces. I'm looking at you, Pride and Prejudice, 2005. So that's my hot take there. But I swear there's something else that I was thinking about. I guess we could talk about... So last night after watching the movie, I got into bed and I started feeling like... I don't, I don't know if anyone else like has this sort of thing where people... I, I most equate it to like nails on a chalkboard and like that kind of sensation. This to me like if someone like squeaks styrofoam, I'm ready to die because I hate that sound. Like that's my nails on a chalkboard. Nails on a chalkboard isn't as bad to me as that. And when I was little, I used to like hate wearing like socks and jeans because it's the same feeling. It was the feeling of nails on chalkboard. And last night, like this isn't, I don't think that's ever happened before, but I just had that feeling, like that sensation like all over my body. And I was like, I just want to get out of my skin. And it was so uncomfortable. And I was like, obviously that's not gonna happen. So I just started doing like mad chores around my room. Oh my God, I know what I was I don't know if they're actually called cabbage butterflies or cabbage patch butterflies. But that's what I called them. There was a little one. I'm gonna take another bite. But anyway, I did all those things which involved um like sometimes I screenshot things that I want to like journal about or if I see like an interesting like chart um, typically revolving around like psychology anything like emotion oriented people whatever or like spiritual or just like general theory related and I will never not be upset about the time I was made to feel stupid for saying like I like to read theory and they're like what kind of theory and I was like what like that <laughs> I don't know in general theory because sorry one of the I'm gonna fuck up this sandwich because I'm about to get into it without meaning to but it was just like I had to like do everything to try and like feel better and ultimately I did once I finished writing which always works but I can't write unless everything else is done um, so Mm. Mint. Mm. 
It's such a beautiful day. It's crazy. I've trained myself to become a slower eater so that way my stomach doesn't hurt because I'll actually know when I'm full. But then I'm also just slow as fuck. Oh my god, Cardinal, hey. Um, so, sorry. <laughs> also too much fish, fish sauce. Not for flavor, but like it's falling apart a little bit. I think it feels like I'm eating an Italian beef. Chicago gang rise up. Why is it so good? For reference, I do mint, basil, pickled carrots and pickled daikon, and um, tofu. There's fried tofu specifically, but that's kind of a given, I feel like. For bun me, that is. I, I'm a person who a thousand percent many times has had just like straight up firm tofu as like a snack <laughs> i don't know i just i fuck with tofu like that the thing that interests me that i haven't tried is tofu as a dessert but all these tofu dessert dishes i feel like that could be fun really like be a good time Mm. That's what else I was going to talk about. Okay. There's like two more bites left. Please bear with me. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry enough to change in this moment, though. So I am asking for forgiveness. On a basis, not of my regret, but of assumed social norms. But I'm genuinely sorry that my actions don't adhere to and I'm just presuming that I'm causing somebody grief and don't want to do that. Even though it's not my intention. I know that that's maybe a defect. So. Mm-hmm. Ah! Fuck yeah, baby. My hands are sticky now, though. Uh, it was a child screaming, but it's a leaf blower. Damn. That was good. I've gotten, literally in the week I've worked here, I've gotten so much better. Making bun me. Because I know what I like, and the answer is a fuck ton of mint. I've been weirdly, I know Vietnamese food is not this, I've been weirdly in like a Middle Eastern food craving era, and I was thinking about it, I was like, I want feta and dill, and I had a gyro the other day, and I like never crave gyros. I fucking hate the people that say gyro, because what's wrong with you? In what world is it that? And like most of America doesn't call it a gyro. So you're clearly just making things up at this point. I don't know. POV, rubbing my hands on my jeans. You can't make me feel bad about it. You can't. 
You won't. I'm going to make sure this is recording. Um, it is big sleigh. Oh, cracked my back. Um, okay, what I was going to say. Because this doesn't, this is something I can walk around and talk about. Am I going to find a trash can? Probably not until, oh god, sorry, excuse me. Until the end. Oh, I also, I, like, I hit my chest to digest and I forgot that the mic is there. Lo siento. Lo siento, lo siento. Um, I'm walking through the bamboo trees. So basically, um, I have no idea how to start this. I don't know where my former brain was going with this idea. Um, but the magnolias are blossoming. Hello. Or some of them. This one looks different than the other magnolia trees. Oh, it's a Japanese magnolia. The other ones are other magnolia? I don't know. <laughs> Because I was looking at it and I was like, the leaves are like lighter color and the trunk isn't as um, singular, I suppose. Um, oh, sorry, someone's there. I don't want to disturb them. I'm taking a detour. I've never gone this way. Um, I've gotten lost here a few times. So, maybe detours aren't my greatest idea, but that's fine. Um, there's also a lot of frogs here. But anyway... There's this girl that I went to high school with, who I think, she's very cool, she's very fun, she was like a, I want to say a year younger than me, um, but like in high school, like in Chicago, there's the British school and the French school, but those are like the only international schools that we have, um, so that kind of like, life, I guess, wasn't like the most like prevalent or whatever and now that I have a lot of friends that have gone to international schools and like done that whole shtick um so I think it's cool I just like saw what I did so I didn't know that it was such a big thing but I didn't realize that like so she lives I, I don't want to like give too much information but she <laughs> But it'd be like weird. I, I don't know. Is that weird or is it flattering? If I'm gonna choose flattering, I think she's cool and like literally nothing but like great vibes from her. But she spent her time between like Chicago and Bangkok, and I like one of those like bios, you know. And I was like, oh, like fun. And then sometimes she would post from Thailand, but like I wasn't close to her because she was like younger than me. Whatever, whatever. Um. So I, like, had no idea of, like, that that implied, like, the international school kid lifestyle. And I was like, oh, now I get it. Um, because there's this YouTuber that I like. I feel comfortable talking about YouTubers because, like, public. But her name is Julie Cho. And um, I started watching her. She doesn't post much anymore. Um, but she was studying abroad in London at the same time I was, and that's why I found her videos. I think it was, like, YouTube algorithm figured out I was in London, and that she was, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. She seemed, like, she was really fun, and I just, like, looked through her Instagram, and she this one that also did, like, Bangkok, and I was like, oh. It's just interesting to see, this isn't the long one way of saying it, it's just interesting to see, like, which cities 
kind of become that, like, regardless of where people's families are from. And I think the girl from my high school is Thai, or, like, half Thai. Um, but regard, like, the YouTuber, like, she's not Thai at all. I think she's just 100% Korean. So, I don't know. And then, like, Chicago, not the most international city, I guess. Um, or not as much of a hub for it. But I know a lot of people, a lot of my friends in New York. I mean, it's kind of different in New York because there's all of those, like, East Coast boarding schools, you know? Like, one of my cousins, one of my cousins from Minnesota, but he went to Taft, um, the boarding school. So, yeah, it's, it's just weird how that sort of filters differently. But it's just, I don't know, she has, like, great energy. She goes to school in California and honestly like I even though I'm from San Diego never in my life have I ever had this I've never had the slightest desire oh my god there's okay so there's a little koi pond and then there's like these rows of tulips and they're stunning I did not know what this like tier system was for before water fountain incredible I know what I need agua I'm also gonna rinse my hands off no Please turn on. No. <laughs> Will this one work? This is crazy. It's not going well for me. Damn, that's rough. Okay, anyway, I was so excited. But these tulips, they're so pretty. Tulips are my mom's favorite flower. So I always got her pink and purple ones growing up. For like Mother's Day, everything. We I actually like it when Mother's Day is. Um, oh wow. They're so pretty. And I love koi fish. Those are my homies. And these ones, there's so many. They're so pretty. That's uh, the very size so much. I think I have my camera now, so maybe I'll take a silly little photo. So, um I got rid of that in my vocabulary. Um, what was this thing? Fun to see. Oh, yeah. I had never had any desire to go to school in California before, despite being from San Diego. And I should be posting. I'm like, damn, that looked kind of fun. <laughs> and she just, like, has such, like, great energy as a person, and I've just noticed that with a lot of um, my friends that did international schools now, where it's, like, they're just like very sociable and I think it's probably having to do with like going between this could be all like bullshit but which is what it seems like and what I've heard but like having to go between so many like cultures and just always like having to be the one to engage with people it just sort of seems like or in different ways than whatever you're used to wherever you come from and that they always just have like the best energy basically that's what I'm trying to say. And I feel like it's because there's less, like, storytelling that happens, if you will. Like, you don't have to narrativize so much. Because if you're in a single place, like, if you want to believe, like, everywhere in the world. Oh, <laughs> sitting down on grass. There's this big open field that I love. Um, but basically, like, if you, because every place has its flaws, has its issues, has its, like, turmoil. But most people will live in one place for most of their life or at least their adult like until they're 18 whatever 
Actually, like, I don't know. I wonder. It'd be cool if you could chart that kind of thing. I'm sure maybe you can. I don't know the limits of whatever. Um, anyway. Oh, it's lovely. The grass is so nice in the shade under this tree. But. Sorry, so distracted by how cooling it is. Because I'm wearing jeans from work. So I'm suffering. I'm wearing a t-shirt, thankfully, but jeans are brutal. Anyway, there's no... You have to kind of tell yourself stories to justify why the bad things happen, if that makes sense. Regardless of what that story comes out to be. If it's like, you hate that place, you want to get out of there. But, it, like, regardless, there's always only ever going to be extremes with that. Because if you're like, oh, I hate it, I want to leave this place, regardless of where you're from. That's kind of like believing that there is a utopia. When there's not, and I think that like international school kids probably have to face that truth a lot better, or sooner, sorry, and deal with it better is what I was getting at. And I think they tend to be just, it seems like a lot of them are a lot, or have more acceptance for every place they go, where it's kind of taking things at face value, just like engaging, not trying to make everything so life or death because like you've seen more, you've done more. And that's why I like to travel so much in general and why I want to live in so many different places. Um, but honestly, I'm fine with just being somewhere where people are generally happy. Because to me, that's like, I don't know, because if there is ever like an egregious like social issue, I have like a history of like political involvement, I guess you could say. Um, like in high school, like doing strikes and then... Um, What's it called? So I want you to go play soccer by herself. Why don't her parents join? Lazy bums. I'm sorry, that was a little rough. <laughs> um, accusatory. Uh, but what was this? Oh, canvas for Bernie. Stuff like that. Like I, when I was in Boston, I went up to New Hampshire on the weekends and went door to door, and I was like, "Do you know about Bernie? He's pretty cool." <laughs> Um, so like obviously it doesn't mean that you're ignorant of problems I think that and I don't think that they are at all Uh, I think it's just like choosing to see the good and engage with that which I think is pretty fun pretty cool I admire her a lot Um, she'd be pretty she also has very nice I like her style a lot it's cool Um, and she just posted today and that's why I was thinking about it Um, I also think that so many people are like, oh, I can't travel to this place. And I'm like, why not? Like, to me, it's as arbitrary as going. And honestly, sometimes as expensive, if not more, to go somewhere else in the U.S. And it's just like, you're just doing what you're comfortable with. Um, so if it's getting the whole, like, what was it, the yes theory people where it's like, uh, what's they're saying? I don't know. Seek seek discomfort I think but it's more just like it's like how musicians have like a pillow they always bring with them or like a light or a sense oh that duck swooped in that was insane I've never seen that before that was crazy it was like a little landing strip that's sick okay sorry that was that was really hype ducks seem so boring and then they they pulled this and I gotta look at them differently the rest of my life now um good on you Oh, you ducks. Um, but 
Honestly, I think, like, Duke would be a... For some reason, like, Duke has similar energy to a UC. Because I think it's, like, warm most of the year. It's pretty, like, lively, pretty sociable. I guess that might be why. Um... Anyway, yeah, musicians always have, like, their comfort things, because obviously they're going to different cities, different countries whenever they're on tour. So it's about, like, you have to know how you operate enough. And to me, that's also just recognizing. People will be like, but isn't this so different? And this is a very hot take of mine, this next part. But as a kid, I, like, ate any cuisine that you can imagine, because pretty much, pretty much anywhere in the world, is gonna have some variation of like chicken and rice and I fucked up chicken and rice and I was just like yeah of course I like it like it's the same thing with different like flavors and I get that that's the whole point that that's what makes cuisines different is like those flavors those nuances where it'll be like noodles and chicken or something like just it'll be like a carb and a protein as broad as that gets um and like there's some flavors that you prefer yeah but to me I was like it's all kind of similar <laughs> when you boil it down. And then to me, it's like, that's the same thing with like ways of life everywhere. I, I don't say this to be like reductive at all. I just mean like people wake up. They typically will have like some kind of occupation. They'll eat generally like three meals a day. They'll have like hobbies, family time, friend time. Like it's like social, occupation, food, sleep, hobbies. And again, like the the minutia differs everywhere you go. But you know, like everyone wakes up, they get ready for the day, they get ready for bed. So if you like take the parts of those like commonalities that make you comfortable, that aren't gonna be the same elsewhere. So it's like I bring my skincare routine with me everywhere because that makes me feel like wherever I am is home, kind of thing. And I've also like even though I was in within the U.S., like I think it's like pretty minimizing to say that not. Like, being, being born in San Diego, growing up in Chicago, having lived in New York for years now. Like, those are all very different places. Even though it is still, like, all American. Or in the U.S. rather than American. I don't like... America can feel like an empty term uh, to me. So, I don't know. I think it's... I think it's funny. And that's why I'm so comfortable with traveling. And I think, again, just, like, international school kids have to, like find a way to make everywhere home sooner and as much as that can make you feel like disconnected from any one place I think it's more comforting because something that like I really embraced while living in London was like I made like some of my best friends there um and like not only like while I was there but also like from London (laughs) and as this idea that like and then when I say brought in Paris, or not, fuck, not Paris, France, France Toulouse. Um, that's brutal. I'm so sorry. I did not mean Paris. Uh, I like Toulouse. Paris, I like it, but it's just not for me. Toulouse, I do prefer. But probably that's just bias of having lived there for a little. Um, but it's like anywhere in the world you go, like you'll have, you'll, like there's people anywhere in the world have the capability, the capacity to love you and to be accepted anywhere. So like you you can of course choose to like stay in the place you were born and raised and maybe that is what speaks to you most but it doesn't mean like you have to and there's no reason to force that onto yourself because you feel some kind of obligation is all i'm getting at um but anyway 
I'm trying to remember how I had started talking about <laughs> I hope you can hear all the background noises. But um I'm almost at the end of like several journals right now. Anyway. Um so one thing that I was talking about there's like this idea of like there's an axis where it's um the x-axis is fast and this is something I found, but the fast and slow emotions and then the y-axis is happy and sad. So like in the like most extreme quadrants of each and like the happy slow is like bliss and then the slow sad is depression the fast happy is ecstasy uh the sad fast is like hysteria and i just really like the idea of um i said fast emotions tend to be like rooted in the past so like it's a very reactionary thing to be fast like pretty innately like that's what having a reflex is in a way it's something you've developed to like protect yourself and that's why I think it tends to be so based in the past so rooted in narrative or whatever so um like ecstasy it could be like brief like ah oh, you're caught up in the moment caught up in a rush and then hysteria is just like it tends to not be over time I guess and to me like slow emotions are based I said in continued presence it's dedication to sensation more than anything so like there's this thing which is probably going to be controversial, but, like, I was, like, largely depressed for most of my life. And as much as I, like, do have seasonal affective disorder, so there's, like, physical symptoms that I can't really mitigate well, um, there's... Oh, I'm going Because people... So many people are so close now. Oh. Um, there's stickers on either side of me. But I feel like, to some degree, I just got, like, caught up in, like habit so some emotions I feel like are grounded in routine to some degree so it's like as much as like I would be like oh I'm sad like I don't want to go out then not going out and seeing people or like isolating yourself becomes what you do it becomes something you identify with these slow emotions so it's about like changing that narrative um and yeah so that's why I don't I don't think I'm quite in bliss yet I think I'm more um somewhere between control and tenderness but I think I lean tenderness I think I'm also like harsher on myself than I need be so I'm pretty sure I'm at tenderness um because I try and just always be like not try like I, I think I just am like really appreciative of people and nature and the, <laughs> the world and how like and everyone's silly little instances like when I was in high school I got like some schlack for this because my friends are like you can't do that but I was like I just decided to stop judging people like like passing judgment being like oh that's stupid that they're wearing that and it's like who cares like there's something there that they see value in what like who who am I to say anything else even if it's like not something I say aloud so I just don't like to I just like to appreciate everything as like a human act like even if it is silly even if something is like cringe like so like who, who cares I don't I think it's fun. <laughs> There's two like college kids playing in the in the trees right now, and I like that. Um, yeah. So that's why I reacted whenever I said that. I was like, "Her parents are lazy bumps <laughs> for not getting up." I was like, "On the one, like I'm sure they had a long day. That this is their time to relax with their kids, whatever." Um, or relax, and like the kids probably like happy to play, just like be outside, whatever. What? Isn't... I guess it's after... 
Maybe it's spring break. That's what I'll say. Because sometimes I'd be seeing kids outside at weird hours. I'm like, where does, where is your teacher? <laughs> anyway, um, the next thing was just like this concept of like, I'm sure you've seen like the story art. I don't, I know there's a name for it. But I just can't remember remember it. But it's like the George Lucas thing of like a story, like the call to action, the plot, the climax, whatever. But there's this one is kind of like based around this threshold of like order and chaos of like you establish the protagonist then you see like something you need where you're like oh like this thing isn't right and then you cross the threshold but up until this point it's all been in order so you're like oh living your normal life and then you're like oh wait i realize that this thing is like wrong and so there's something like you're going to disrupt order as it stands and then you go into chaos where you like search road of trials and then you find something and it says meeting with the goddess which I don't know how to explain. I'm not going to do that right now. I know, I, like, I feel it, but I don't know. And then it says you'd, like, take something. Like, you take something to bring back into order. Like, you're, it's, this is getting near, like, decision-making. Um, where it's, like, this is a confrontation. This is meeting your maker. This is, like, the part of you that has any kind of belief about whether or not you want this to continue or you don't. Where it's, like, the root, like, where it comes from. And then you're back, crossing back into order with return, bringing it home. You're taking those lessons learned and you're implementing them into routine in a way that'll change what you initially took issue with. And then you make that change. You're a master of both worlds, order and chaos, because you've explored both, you've grappled with it. Um, and I just like sometimes in life feel a little bit lost and I'll be like, what the fuck am I gonna do? And I just do anything. And I think I like this because what I wrote was if you're lost find where you are and then just try what comes next so if you're like I don't if you if you're like oh there's this thing I I don't because with something more conceptual like this it's not as easy as a normal checklist where you're like to do the laundry I have to wash and dry it and hang some things and if you're just like if it's an emotional thing and you're not used to that process you could end up like forgetting to dry the clothes and you're like damn why is everything so soggy so (laughs) anyway uh the last thing was aristotle's like tree of wisdom it's not the last thing there's one more thing after but the last the one after is just a quote that i like i think about all the time but anyway whatever i was saying about something earlier when i was feeling like nails on a chalkboard um is so Aristotle like divides things between rationality and irrationality um the notes I took is that to me rationality plays with like cons- like perceived meaning and irrationality is based in the concept of like deserving because I'm so adamant that like nobody deserves anything like nobody is owed anything I'm sure you could like make deals and then like legally you are but like there's no like that that's not a, you aren't there's no birthright like none of that whatever um so irrationality is like the three branches are desire intellect and sensation and it's just kind of like that idea of like very fast reaction where it's just like it's kind of like fight or flight i feel like it's just a bit like bare bones where either you've never needed to develop like your own system of knowledge or like order or working so it's just like you're kind of consistently like in chaos and it's just like everything's new you don't like keep information well something like that 
Irrationality, he branches off into two. Uh, calculative faculty, oh, calculative faculty and scientific faculty. So scientific faculty is pretty straightforward. It starts off with scientific knowledge, which is just like I I do take qualms with because like it it is arbitrary. So like fields are arbitrary, like geography uh, or not geography, sorry, like geology, environmental sciences are so recent um, as a field of study or only recently validated. Like sociology only became super valid in like the 90s and um, psychology was, wasn't big until like the 50s um, and these are all like hard and fast and true to us now because they have their own established canons and it's like oh you're stupid then we look back on people who once ridiculed them as like oh you were stupid then even though they're like you must be dumb as fuck now um, it's just also arbitrary and like I know it's not and there's like a scientific method but the scientific method is just like to reduce chance of error to a large degree and you're like so this thing is statistically negligible or not or like everything like that I'm just like okay and what about it um sorry I don't know if you can hear these other people they're kind of annoying so I might move again but then there's people behind so I don't know but then it also goes into scientific faculty also branches into intuitive intelligence uh, or like new which in French is like the collective us is kind of what new is it's like we yeah but like we not oui um and to me that reminded what I was just like thought of a bit was Jung's yeah Jung, Jung whatever uh the collective unconscious which is just like yeah, I'm not going to explain all the uni in terms right now, because I was too obsessed for too long, and it would take me 5,000 years. <laughs> These kids are cute. It looks like they're, are they going to go to gymnastics, or they just came from gymnastics? They all have, like, the little leotards and, like, shorts on. Um, so it's a little bit annoying. <laughs> they annoy me. They annoy me. I'm so sorry. Um, but the calculative faculty goes into phronesis, which is kind of like a personal moral system, if you will, where it's like, oh, like based on how this thing went in the past, decides how I'll do this. Like it, it's, it's just not treating anything as though it's in a vacuum, if you will, if that makes sense. Uh, phronesis kind of bores me because um, I have my own feelings about morality and how, like. Like, everything is relative, moral relativity, and people just tend to take their own word and, like, pretend that... <laughs> what are they doing? It looks like they're throwing a worm. <laughs> and, like, running around trying to see who gets it. Um, but the people will act as if they don't all have, like, as if they have some kind of moral like high ground or like definitive answer as if it's on all like given value by experience and which is like mainly relative it's a very roundabout way of saying that which is to say like people i guess they're denying phrenesis i don't i it doesn't interest me that much i don't like the most of it so i don't want to say that wrong but they just deny like they're like oh no this is the the moral truth i'm like yeah but you're going to execute that differently like you could be like I, like, my moral thing is, like, not being annoying. But in one place, like, it'd be annoying for you to talk a lot. 
right? Like, if you're in a library, they're, like, that's, like, the social norms. Like, it's all based on social norms, which is based on lived experience. And, like, a moral morality is, like, conceptual. It's your living and value or like, in accordance to a code. So it's, it just pisses me off when people are like, no, you live with, like, grace and faith and everything. And I'm like, yeah, but, like, everyone's going to show that differently. And so you saying that your expression of this value as the only way is like bullshit. Um, so I am clearly passionate about that. So that's why I don't like to say things like good or bad. I'm just like, oh, this is more like positive for me, like negative. And I get that all kind of gets to the same thing, but it does make people like question. And I just, I like questioning, values questioning. <laughs> uh, but the other part of the calculative fact faculty is art or technique and so this is something that I had a conversation about the other day with one of my friends was the idea that like the humanities is kind of a base of truth or uses sorry sorry uses science as a base of truth whereas like science is so is like always exploring but then if you read a piece um I don't know I don't, I don't know what kind of like writing like creative nonfiction, I guess um or, or, like, with theory, like, all of this is, like, based in, like, you're using canon as fact for the sake of, like, exploring effect, or rather than that, like, exploring, like, implication, but baseline, it's, like, the cutting edge of science is, is the ground level for the arts, for science, and it allows you to be a lot more intuitive, because you're, like, okay, this is this thing, so I can play with it now, I can kind of, like, be subversive, and that's where it's funny that like rational is the word because it's like to me that's kind of admitting that like nothing has innate meaning and irrationality is trying to find like cause trying to like find a way to live trying to find a way to survive and that is like kind of irrational Be or it's like trying to find something like definitive true and there's just not because um, nothing exists like in a vacuum it's like the idea of like uh, like false binaries where <laughs> you're like everyone this is a joke I I don't remember. It was whenever I was in New York, I was talking to one of my friends. I don't, I don't remember which one. But I was like, we're all on spring break right now. Or everyone is either on spring break right now or they're not. And that's kind of what, like, imagining there's a single, like, truth is. Where it's like, like, you're not wrong. Like, everyone's also wearing shoes right now or they're not wearing shoes right now. Like, those are all correct. But if those are, like, the singular views through which you, like, or singular lenses which you view the world through, then you're gonna like you're not wrong but like nobody else is wrong either <laughs> you know and that's why it's like irrational to just like say so solely in those senses in a singular lens why i like to collect them why i like to have fun things and i particularly like to like learn about new mediums that's why i did like film studies a little bit because i was like even though like i'm obviously not like a movie buff but i like to watch them because i like to know about them rather than just through like a lens of because otherwise like your lens is through that of consumption so I like to know a bit about production because then you can know there's just a lot a lot more layers are readily available for you in a way that I think is fun uh so with art it's like as much as you can be very like and it's also such a broad term but I, I always just think about like painting if we're being honest uh like fine arts um the epitome of the fine arts like oil painting you know um, and you could be so precise, you could be like, this color means this thing, but it could also be like an after the fact. 
um, edition where you're like, oh, like I was just going based on my feelings, which are based in like this realm, which has been explored by science. It's all based. There's all this like mutual understanding. And then so likely like the subconscious will hold onto the same symbols and cues that are like ingrained with other people with similar lived experience. So it'll be like red is like flaring. It can be a bit aggressive. It can be this, that or the other. But you could be like, I just wanted to use red. And people are like, but what does it mean? And it's, you could, you could grasp from like that unconscious of the shared given meaning, but it doesn't, like it doesn't mean anything. Like it shows red, cool. So I think that art is cool in that way. And that's why I would kind of be like, maybe the calculative faculty comes out somewhere a bit different. Um, sorry, the people are cackling. Um, but I could talk about that for a lot longer and I won't cause this is getting long. Um, so last thing I think I'll talk about, I'm going to sit up straight when I got my back. I'm getting to, oh my God, that was crazy. Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah, cause it's already four. Um, but there's this quote from Bonnie Bristow and she wrote a book. I'm going to get the name wrong, but it's something like feminist therapies feminist theory therapies like something like that but the quote is often father and daughter look down on mother together they exchange meaningful glances when she misses a point they agree that she is not bright as they are cannot reason as they do this collusion does not save the daughter from the mother's fate and that's so brutal because it'll be like i mean one it's like commentary in age because they're so oftentimes really generally if you have siblings you'll like look at your parents and be like oh my god they're so stupid but like you're because they don't think you're dumb as fuck too they're not gonna like respect you as a person they're not gonna see like the beauty i mean, like maybe they will like specifically but generally like that's what the, like the culture implies is but then there's specifically this dynamic of like you think and this is why i take I, why i hate like the certain kind of feminists where they're like there's only this way to do this and it's like if you're girly if you're frilly you're wrong and i'm like i don't know how to tell you how behind you are and I don't want to say anything because then it like comes off as like not being supportive of all these women and their experiences because there's like a reason where they feel that that has to be necessary. But it's this idea that like criticizing others will somehow make you above them, and it will prevent you from like having like e- like you've out- you've outthought um, <laughs> someone. And it's like no, it, if you decide anything is true, it's gonna be that way. It's like there's this really silly like Robert Pattinson interview, and he's like. I was talking about like being so scared of like like when he's ever he's realized he's like I went out in this outfit I thought I looked really cool and I realized I looked stupid and he was like that was so like reality crushing because it was like what do you mean this looks stupid what if everything's looks stupid what if like whatever and as much as that's like kind of silly kind of like ah ha ha it's a little bit like yeah like it's just the lens in which you put things and it's not going to prevent you the fate and like the lens is like you're like a young child and then like like you're you're ungendered in a way when you're still a child even though that's not true like we, we know that's not true but that's like conceptually like you're hopefully not true like a woman even though that's simply not true because of like the creepiest shit still happens when you're little i would know <laughs> uh, so i don't know but that's just a crazy i could explain it much more with much more I could be more articulate, is what I'm trying to say. But it's not gonna happen right now. But I'm gonna lay in the grass and listen to music for a bit. And then I'll go back home and whatever.
I wanted to walk more, but no, they said happened in this minute, moment, whatever. It's nice. Uh, but I did not have limited parking time, so I have to go back kind of soon. Anyway, um, I'm just going to say I love you, so <laughs> I love you. Um, have a good one. I feel a little funny now that I've explored that all more. I felt like it was tied up in a neat little bow and now that I've spoken I just have to deal with like the lack of perfection, the lack of like ease in communication and everything that I wish I could have said better. Um, so I think that's bothering me. And I could keep talking but I think it would just make me even more frustrated. So I'll stop, I'll hope you understand what I mean. But it does bother me that I didn't say like the quote, I didn't explain the quote well, but it's still, yeah, just like, there's no need to think you're above anybody. You don't gotta be a dipshit. Like, everyone, yeah, thinks a certain way for a reason. And don't think, like, your way, like, it's not better than anyone else. And, like, I say that knowing full well. Like, there's plenty of people that I can, like, their values, like, I hate them. You say something, like, misogynistic. You say something racist. You say any, like, ableist. Any of that. So, like, I'm, a, I'm gonna kick your ass. Like, I will. Um, there's no question if you like do something that hurts a friend like regardless of what that action is you're on my list you're on it um, but I don't yeah crazy <laughs> grappling with that but I at the same time like I know that like there's a reason people think like that and it's the whole like misogyny also hurts men like there's like men feel like they can't cry they feel like they have to do they have to uphold like patriarchal values and it's like that shit I, I wouldn't want to do that either <laughs> so it's like it's just as like yeah funky all around funky up the wazoo read some bell hooks have a good day <laughs> So, I thought that I was going to do another one-hit wonder, but no, I'm never satisfied because <laughs> I am perfectionist, which is code for uh, I am insecure. Uh, <laughs> only perf perfectionists are insecure. Take that to heart, bitches. <laughs> There's only one reason why you don't think you're good enough. And that's because you don't think you're good enough. Ah, someone had to tell you. I'm drinking Milo. Um, but on the drive home, I listened to... So Lulu Miller has this book. I think it might be the same name as the podcast episode, Why Fish Don't Exist. And I've wanted to read it for a while. And so um, I listened to the podcast. Uh, or a podcast of like a shorter essay that she did this is our reading of the essay which is shorter than the book is what i'm getting at you could imagine that the essay is shorter than the book um but a lot of it was like pretty obviously we have different niches but that's the thing like we have a shared value or a shared concept and just like different applications that's also that's the sound of the someone walking past the door we have one of those doorbell things um with the camera i think it's just called a ring um but which one call it? Oh yeah, but it's sort of like honestly, it kind of oh, this oven. My mom wants me to put in a baked potato for her. Or wants me to bake a potato more aptly. Um, damn, should I use a glove? No, I'm gonna go rogue. 
which scares me. Um, it's weird how I can be so cautious sometimes and so reckless other times. Um, bum ba dum ba da. 60 minutes, baby. Um, where was I going? Oh, yeah. Somewhat similar to Babylon by R.F. Kuang. Um, about how, like, words are violence. Um, because, like, so the gist is that, um, we call a lot of things fish that really aren't fish and are actually a lot closer to humans. And it's just, like, everything kind of deserves its own name in a way is essentially what's getting at. And it can feel so like violent and like, it's so violently reductive to not give everything. It's like dues to some degree. But then to me, it, like it also <laughs> like, like goes back to like, you'll, you'll, you'll never understand the lenses of everything. You can access it from the point of where you come from and like just say that's where you're operating from and acknowledge that you don't understand everything else necessarily. This name goes back to like one of the first episodes, um, if not the first one, where it's like I could see a really cool chair and I don't know the designer, but it could be like a super famous design chair. I don't know. Um, and to me, I'm like, okay, I call it chair. I'm like, I'm not wrong. Uh, well, I, what she's saying is like the people, <laughs> the fish thing, like is kind of wrong. But, um, or just is wrong, taxonomically, but it's, like, about, like, visual cues, representation, the desire that we all have, like, I mean, it's because of our brain, it's, like, we label something, we, we give it a name to mark whether we should see, perceive it as dangerous or not, and her example is, like, she was at the park, and she saw these, like, death machines, but she called them cars on a road, and she knew they would stay on the road and trusted that label. And then she's like, this man was running at me. You call him a jogger. There's actually a really funny Lemmy skit about that. <laughs> it's just like, the thing the title is just like, guys, like, man doesn't know what a jogger is. And there's these people running in the park. And he starts like looking over his shoulder and starts running, following the joggers. Then sees like another group that's slightly bigger, like divert, and then follows them. It's, I don't know, I think it's funny. Um, but yeah, it's just about like jumping to labels to feel a sense of safety even though they mean different things to different people like that chair means something different depending on who's um accessing it who's who's sitting in it if you will so yeah a bit preaching to the choir but it was like very it was very well written although it's obvious she's not from chicago I'm just, she wasn't trying to pass it off as such it's just as a Chicagoan, I'm like, I'm on to you if you mention Chicago. I get, get up in arms. <laughs> um, but, but speaking of, like, belonging to place, I could talk about that forever. But in the, oh, my God, which one is it? Is it right now? Yeah, it is right now. By Gracie Abrams on her her debut album. Good riddance, the last track. Um, she talks about... Um, Wait, oh, wait, what's the lyric? What's the exact? Uh, she left her past life on the ground, and she feels like herself right now. And it's, like, I don't, something, I mean, with music, it's beautiful, because open to interpretation. Also, like, that whole album is at least, like, proclaimed to be about, except for, like, some track exceptions, is about all, like, one relationship. And it's always amazing to me, honestly, how so many people try and, boil down like oh my relationship failed for this reason or even like why it's successful they're like 
it's all because of this. I'm like, no, like you've generated a, a culture. <laughs> like give yourself more credit, honestly. <laughs> and so it was just interesting how all these songs are so vastly different. And most of it is like her taking responsibility for her own feelings. She's like, I feel like shitty about this. I feel like I didn't treat you as well as I should have. I feel like this. I feel like whatever. But at the same time, she's like, it was fruitless. All those times I tried to help you. Like, would you care if I broke up with you? Like, like would you? <laughs> um, I'm feeling taken for granted. But each track, it's just like, I don't know. It could, it, it's, it's amazing. But anyway, big, big fan of Miss Abrams. <laughs> Uh, but that lyric in particular, I think it's, I think it's a really difficult place to be in, because she's talking about how she was like, what if my little brother like thinks it's wrong that I left home, and, um, like that's so sad to think of, like, because sometimes you don't feel most comfortable wherever you were raised. Sometimes you're like you feel at odds. You feel, just like you don't belong there, or like you don't want to be there. Just not where you're happiest, and there's not. Again, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but for her, it's, like, difficult because she recognizes how close she is to her family and how much they, like, made her this person. Like, they made her this individual, and she just doesn't feel comfortable being where they are. And, like, there's other places that fit her better. And it kind of ties back into the whole, like, explore the world. It's okay to do that. And just because it's uncomfortable doesn't mean it's wrong. And, it, I mean, that is the whole, like... You figure that out for yourself. You name it, and you decide it. But that's also, like, my whole naming. Names are names and words can be violent because it means, like, you limit it to its definitions in relation to other things. Um, so it's, like, this fish is different because of this. And then that way, like, it's different differentiating factors, what gives it the power of, like, quote-unquote individuality, even as a species. Um... But it's not looking at, like, it's not a holistic thing. It's never treated as a fully functioning object, creature. It's just the sum of its parts, which differ. And so often, with science, it'll be like, how can we use this thing? Because, like, with biomimicry, it's like, how can we use this to build a humans? And it's like, sure, but, like, why can't we just, why can't I just enjoy this? Why can't I just love nature? And think it's so fun. And that's why, like, unless I really want to write a song one day, and I do have the thing where I was like, oh, yeah, I got really into, all right, I took, like, a few film studies classes because I wanted to understand, like, production, the making, everything like that, the alternative of consumption. But, like, with music, I don't have that same desire. I just want to be like, oh, my God, cool, funky sounds. Because, I like, it's too, and that short of form of, like, medium. Um worried that I would just obsess over every little sound. Also, I'm, like, kicking one of my cat's toys around. <laughs> so I'm shuffling my feet, if that's audible. Because I, I've i been trying to use my headphone mics instead of just the iPhone mic. I don't know. Uh, so, rough. Anyway. <laughs> I drank a lot. I didn't finish the mile yet, but I drank what I did drink too quickly. And it's... <laughs> going funny oh my god so there's a pond right outside our window and there's four turtles <gasps> i can see the f- a fifth turtle i've never seen this many at once hey bambies and we had six i love them 
I love those little turtles. Turtles are such fun creatures. Like, I don't, I don't know why I have such an affinity for them. I think I've said this before, but like, why do people find different dogs cute? Like, why don't we all agree the same things are cute when it comes to dogs? Like, that's weird. I am um, personally, I guess like, cause I'm sure that there, like it's something I have noticed living in different cities is the whole, like every city will have like different dog breeds that are popular outside of place. I don't really talk about this, but why does that happen? But anyway, I have no reason to explain why I think turtles are so fun and cute. Um, they're, they're very silly. But I just wanted to have my little um, spiel about names, words, as violence. Because it's reductive and it can be help. The thing that I do say with that, like the caveat I give, is that it can be helpful like with the whole like scientific canon and the art faculty. I know that's not, that's loose combining of terms, but um, where it's like sometimes you just have to presume something like understood to explore an implication, if that makes sense. So it's like, I understand that this could be taken this other way, that this could be taken this other way, but like, we're just saying, if this is the case, what effect does that have? Because it, it keeps you very limited in the rational headspace rather than the rational if you're like, if you get too caught up in meaninglessness. Um, but that's why it's fun to just explore other things. And that's part of why I have such a deep love for language because like there's different classifications for colors. We say animals do things differently. Again, stuff I've talked about, but it's just like the same word or different words for the same thing. Like a history of that, a social history of words is so cool. Um, cause it has all these different implications. It shows how people interact with language and with objects and how the same thing means such different things, even though, like, snow, for example, snow's the same thing everywhere, but then in a place where you have a lot of snow, there's, like, the indigenous groups that will have so many different variations, because it's important to know, like, what, what kind of snow is going on out there in the weather, and then we just, we just have snow, or we have, like, blizzard, um, and then, like, barring of languages, I, like, language is the coolest thing and so I feel like it's important to add that as well and it can also be interesting to like trace those differences to trace like necessity and falling out of different words as it relates to culture the zeitgeist keeping things relative um which for the longest time I was like do we have to things have to be popular like for pop pop culture like I don't I don't want it to, <laughs> um, but I, I relinquish my persistence, and that's why I like I I think I oh Ivy Ivy's my cat, hi baby, she's sitting in my mom's chair. Hi kitten, you gonna say anything? No, you're just gonna sit there and look cute. She doesn't meow very often. The other one does, but not Ivy. Although she has taken hissing to hissing at like whatever of my mom's friends comes over. Which has been interesting. A new development. So what was I saying? Probably nothing. Of no. But this is the kind of thing where it's like I know rather than know too much, I have too many opinions. Or too many thoughts. Too many queries. Uh-huh.
clearly. <laughs> Sorry. I'm allowed to laugh at that. Don't worry about it. Um, I'm going to shut up. But it's just something where I feel like that, for me, is better suited to, like, the medium of writing. But then I also, like, I don't know, something that I've always struggled with with, with, with writing. Always weird when Kermit does that. Is that I... Great shy B, you heard me talking about you, baby. Um, you gonna yell at me? Yeah, I'm gonna pick you up. <laughs> Hi. I said I have no desire to, like, I don't think my words would change the world. I don't think they'll do anything like that. Like, I, I honestly just, like, maybe they could. Kitten, you're not the smartest sometimes. Um, turning on the faucet for her. And she tends to, like, put her head right under it. And then wonders why she gets water on herself. So. Um, yeah, I just, like, I, I don't know. I'm also, like, there's so many books in the world. There's so many that, in my opinion, don't need to be there. And it's just such an excess already that, I, like... And it's also, I always feel foolhardy to believe that, like, I could make anything new. I feel like to a large degree everything has been said. And that doesn't mean things can't be provocative still or they can't find new ways of touching you because it's like I said, just like different translations of the same values. And I'm sure like not every translation's been given. Like that that's for sure. That's why things do keep coming out because people keep trying to like and whenever there's themes where people are like, oh, why do these books all talk about the same thing? It's like, oh, like it it's like the collective conscious, like trying to like understand something, trying to grapple with it, trying to, I don't know, just like, I, I think that's very, again, human. And there's nothing wrong with that lacking novelty. And it's also who's to say that like, one person's attempt at this thing isn't right. And it could be the whole slew that explains it better. I, I keep staring at the turtles, I'll be honest. <laughs> so... I don't know. You want to stop the water already? Do you want pets? Make up your mind. Um. <laughs> Je vous aide? Oui? Qu'est-ce que tu veux? Dites-moi. So you did want pets. Crazy thing. Okay. I'm going to drink my Milo and go on a walk. I think of what music I want to listen to. Uh, it's weird now that I've, like, I was in London and lived with friends and everything. <laughs> what do you want, baby? What do you want? She keeps walking towards me, screams, and then walks away. What do you want? Okay, I think I'll deal with this. Peace out, so much and sound. Lots of S's. What do you want, weirdo?